morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. I hope everything is fine. Today is the 28th of January, 2021. The month is almost coming to an end. We just have three days left. And then we get into the month of February, which is going to be a very, very important month for us in Nigeria. We're having a presidential elections, and the entire nation is on tenterhooks. We cannot wait to have that day come and we can't wait to see the results of it. We just pray. We're really praying. We're on our knees as a nation that God will just have his will be done and deliver us from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. For the first time in our lives, we have hope that we may be able to get it right in terms of even choosing someone who is not perfect but at least looks like the person even cares or will even give an air to the cryings and the yearnings of the people and is not there because of what he wants to gain but will be putting himself forward because of a willingness to serve it's the first time that we've had a candidate that remotely looks like that and unfortunately not everybody in the country agrees with our view and many other people would rather vote for what they know that is familiar, what they're used to, even when it is very clear that this is a more of the same choice and it is a choice that will not get us anywhere and may even dig us even deeper into the horrible hole in which we have found ourselves. I just got off a call with a colleague and a friend who shared a lot of things that have been happening in some parts of the country, the violence, the killing, one disadvantage of coming from a country as populous as Nigeria is that it takes a lot before... It's like when you, you have a, a, a bottle, a pot that you fill it with water. If it's a small pot, like, you know, you're making espresso in a small espresso or coffee machine, it boils over quickly, fast, quickly. But if you have a big pot or a big kettle of water, it will take a long, longer time before it starts boiling. And you could literally, and depending on how big the kettle or whatever it is, you could go far, go upstairs, do a lot of stuff. It will take a while before the kettle boils to the point that even if you didn't turn off the appliance or it doesn't have an automatic switch off, you know, you could still carry on before the, you know, everything really goes, you know, like there's a shutdown or explosion or whatever. That's how Nigeria is. Because Nigeria is so populous. We're over 200 million people. The country is vast and large. There's a big difference between the north and the south. We have um, populations clustered around the city centers and then the towns and the villages. They're very few and far between. Even when attacks happen there, it takes a long time before people know. It takes, you know, the people from the city centers are completely detached from what's going on in the larger parts of the city and of, of, of the country. So sometimes even as a Nigerian, when you read certain stories, you're like, what, really? I mean, you're reading it with the same kind of shock as someone who's reading it in Canada or in the US or, you know, or in, or in London, because you're so far removed from it. And that's, you know, and unfortunately, because it's that way, even the press is clustered in the city center. So if anything happens in the city centers, the whole nation hears about it. But when things happen in the remote villages, we hear like a week afterwards, even when you hear it's a feeble reporting of the news, you're not even sure whether is it correct, where exactly did it happen, who did it happen to, it fizzles away. So what has been happening is that people, there have been, are just there's a silent slaughter that has been going on 
from the outside in. And the danger of that is that what it means is because the, the so so imagine the way Nigeria's population is everybody clusters around city centers and then you have sparse populations in the remote areas in the outer core and the outer outer cores. So imagine when people are being picked off in the outer outer. It's a matter of time before it comes down in. But because nobody is paying attention to the outer cores and the border towns and the cities, borders of every state, you by the you know those things are just happening. It's like it doesn't matter because it doesn't really change anything for the state as a whole. But what it does is that you are opening up your vulnerability. You are allowing criminal elements to go, to foster, to enroot. Before you know anything, it's a matter of time before they begin to challenge the authority of the state. And that's what has happened. We've seen it happen in the northern part of Nigeria. We're seeing it happen now in some parts of the south, in the eastern parts of the south. We've seen it before in some other parts of the south as well. But we have a government that doesn't even care. All they're concerned about is let them just about the purse, making sure that they have access to the wealth of the country and they control how it is spent. There is no sense of responsibility to the 210 million people or to the lives in those remote towns and villages that are being cut down every day. It really is very sad. So for us, the elections in 2023 is an existential issue for us. For many of us ordinary Nigerians, who do not have any stake other than wanting what is best for our country. So I will ask that you please join us in a prayer for our nation that God will intervene, his will for this year's elections will be done, and that the hand of the enemy will be struck down, will be destroyed over our nation Nigeria, and that every hand that is swift to shed blood, every worshipper of darkness, every evil hand that has raised its hand against the innocent and the righteous in this country, whether they're in government, whether they're outside of government, whether they're in camps, whether they're in villages, in towns, in cities, both their sponsors and the executors of violence and bloodshed, that the Lord himself will judge them, will destroy them, will bring down their hand and make it impossible for them to continue their evil work. And that every cloak of darkness that they've used to hide themselves, that the Lord will sweep it away. And, so, and we've exposed them in such a way that they will not be able to continue in their evil enterprise anymore. I pray there is so much darkness that is being hidden in, the, in, in, in Nigeria. And I'm praying, we are praying that the Lord will make an utter end of all this evil and that the affliction that has been upon our nation, that the Lord himself will remove it. Nigeria is a great country with great people. And a lot of our great people have left the country and are living in other parts of the world using their expertise, their, their innovation, their resilience to, 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 to benefit the communities and the societies in which they inhabit. Those of us who are back home, we're, we're here, you know, just keeping the faith. And, you know, a lot of people also still just trying to get out. But every Nigerian, wherever they may be, they have a prayer and a hope in their heart of a better Nigeria because there is no place like home. The Bible says that the Lord has determined the bounds and the habitations of men. That's what Nigeria is to all of us. I mean, for me, there is no other place on earth that I would la- rather live in. No matter where I go, and there are beautiful places in the world, Nigeria is home. I know that God planned for me to be a Nigerian. He planned for me to be African. He planned for me to be Nigerian. He planned for me to 
live in Lagos State. It's in my home. I feel the breath of this land in my bones. I feel the pain and the sorrow of the nation in the depths of my soul. I feel the yearnings of the children of this land in my heart. I feel the hope of the mothers of this nation in my heart. I carry it. I pray with all of my heart that the Lord will perfect his work concerning this nation. We did not choose this nation. This nation chose us. The world, the universe, history chose us. We never were asked. Nobody called us and said, do you want this nation, Nigeria? The choices were made for us by history, by things that happened, by things that the Lord had determined before many of us was born. But here we are, the most populous black African nation on the earth, the most powerful in terms of the people and the, the power that they bring, the innovation, the intelligence, the creativity, the confidence. We have a role, we have a God-given role to be strong, to be mighty, to be righteous, to be holy. We are one of the most religious and faith-driven nations in the world, I mean in the world, and even in Africa in the world, even though we also have a lot of people who worship God with their lips, but their heart is far from Him. But we also have a crop of people who are true believers, who lay their lives on the line every day for the sake of the gospel. Many of them living in the northern part of the country, some of them living in the southern part of the country. Many of them missionaries to far-flung places around the world. God loves our nation, Nigeria. We know that otherwise this nation would have gone up in ashes. The forces that are against this nation, there are many. People who want to see it burn in flames. People who want to color the rivers with the blood of the saints. We are surrounded all around by enemies. The innocent and the righteous. We know it. We are like sheep in the midst of wolves. The only person that will deliver us is only God. He's our hope. And we know that help will not come from anywhere. But we pray that the Lord will have mercy. We pray that the Lord will look upon the plight of his people. We pray that as he saw and he heard the groanings of the children of Israel in their days in Egypt, so the Lord will look upon us. For we are surrounded by those who hate us. We are surrounded by those that hate Jesus in us. We are surrounded by those that hate Christ in us. We are surrounded by those that hate everything that is righteous, that is holy, that is pure, that is of good reports. We are surrounded by those that hate Jehovah. So we're asking, Lord, deliver your people. Strengthen every heart. Bring down the hand of the oppressor over our nation, Nigeria. And glorify yourself. Most importantly, do it in a way that nobody will be able to take the glory. Only you. At the end of the day, everyone will know that it was the God of heaven that delivered Nigeria from the hands of them that hated them. This is our prayer for 2023 for this nation, Lord. And I know that you will hear it. And I pray that everyone listening, if the Lord led you to listen to this podcast today, because I didn't plan to do or say this, it's because the Lord wanted you to pray in agreement with us for Nigeria. 
the world cannot stand turmoil coming from the most populous black African country in the world. It will di- it, we don't even want to think of what it would be like. May his name be glorified. Father, we thank you because we know that you have heard us. Glorify yourself in this 2023 election. Shut the hand of the enemy. The word of God says that you are the one that rules in the kingdom of men and you give it to whomsoever you will. People think that you are not interested in what's going on on this earth, but it is not true. The fact that you do not seek to control everything does not mean that you do not care. The word of God says that your eyes are over the righteous and your ears are open to their prayers and that your face is against them that do evil. Father, we ask that you turn your face against those that do evil in our nation, Nigeria. And that you turn your eyes over the righteous and you protect them. You deliver us, O Lord. You hold us strong. You provide a place of refuge for us and that you bring down the arm of of those that are the enemies of your children, of righteousness, of holiness, and of peace. Let peace and justice reign in our nation. We are asking, we're not asking for peace without justice. We ask for peace, justice, and righteousness. That's all we ask. Not to the benefit of any man, not to the benefit of even I that is praying and speaking, but to the benefit of your purpose, to the benefits of your gospel, to the benefits of your glory. That purpose for which you you carved Nigeria out of the nations, they cut us, Father. Some of us are tribes, men and tongues are even in other countries, speaking in other languages under different rules. You are the determination of Nigeria was not done by our will. But Father, the word says that you determine the bounds and the habitation of men. So we know we accept it. But Lord, whatever purpose it was that you had. Or whatever purpose that you have, even with that which was imperfectly constructed, because we know that you may not even have been 100% involved in that, whatever it is that happened. But whatever purpose it is that you had, for those of us that were here as the people that would inhabit this land, even at the time when Nigeria was to be, Father, we ask that you fulfill that purpose right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you very much, Lord, because we know that you have heard us. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Thank you for joining me at this time and joining in this prayer. This is Musings with Jesus. It's a daily Christian podcast where we talk about my walk with the Lord, our walk with the Lord, faith, life, and love in the context of Jesus, the modern world, the challenges that we face day to day, and what it means to practice the faith. Thank you for staying with me today. We'll be here same time, same place tomorrow. God bless you.